Hello and welcome to another episode of Footnotes, my PhD in the making. This is the podcast where I honestly reflect on my PhD journey, taking you along with me. I'm Carlotta, nice that you're here, now let's get started. Hey, it's so nice that you're back again. Or perhaps this is the first time you're listening to Footnotes and it's the power of words that drew you in. I'm sitting in my window right now, back in Cambridge, and it's day seven of my quarantine. There's so many bikes outside my window and a field that's starting to blossom. And it just really makes me want to go out, go for a run and discover this city again. Anyways, back to work. Um, the good thing about quarantine is that I've had a lot of time to spend more time with my text and the writing and to reflect on the words that I'm using and if they're really expressing what I'm trying to say. One of these words, of these big words that we are all using, is empowerment. I feel like empowerment is deeply entangled with international development and with cross-cultural and comparative education. But what does empowerment really imply? Doesn't that ultimately mean that we see ourselves or our organization or university or the purpose of why we're doing what we're doing as having the authority to give power to someone who has less? And I'm putting a big question mark behind this. If we see empowerment as something where one party has the authority to give something to the other party, that inherently undermines the existence of the participants and shows that the relationship between the researcher and the participant is inherently unequal. While editing the podcast from a few weeks ago about the choice of context, I realized that I also used the term empowering when I talked about research context in the global south. I'm learning too. It's really hard and I realize how much power relations are ingrained in our language and without wanting to perpetuate structures just through the choice of words, I might actually unconsciously do so. Shouldn't we see the power in the researcher and the participant alike? And ultimately, and this might be a bit of a provocative question, but isn't perhaps the researcher more empowered by research than the participants? I don't want to answer this question because I think it's a great one to reflect on and perhaps for yourself to make some bullet points how you think this research might empower you as the researcher or empower your participants. There's other terms too that I think are very outdated and should not be used anymore in research today. One of these terms is for example data collection. So many of the big methodologists still talk about data collection do we really collect data, extract knowledge from our participants? For me, the image that I get with this is a lab where there's bacteria and we have to collect different samples to come to a conclusion. I therefore chose to not talk about data collection anymore, but to use the term data generation. That can also imply me generating data in a dialogue or a process with the participants. I know it might be unusual to dedicate a whole episode on a podcast to a word, empowerment. But I really think there's so much power in words and we often don't realize what impact we have by using them. I invite you to rethink the power of words in your own research, in your own day-to-day -day life. Do you really say what you're meaning to say? I'm learning more about this topic too. So I leave some resources down below of authors who really made me reflect deeper on what words I'm using and what the power of these can be. 
Thank you so much for listening to this episode of Footnotes, my PhD in the making. I'm Carlotta, take care and stay tuned for more raw reflections in next week's episode. <laughs>